Hello, I'm Carla Sabala from Portuguese with Carla. And I am Marlon Sabala, the husband. Indeed. Right, so <laughs> welcome to this uh, new um, uh, podcast. We can call it a podcast, but it's really an audio course. A free Portuguese audio course for those interested. Um, as Carla said, uh, portuguesewithcarla.com is the site where she's teaching language online um, yeah teaching portuguese online to um one to one so and you can get the first lesson free right absolutely there's a little button so you ha head over there but we thought it might be a good idea to actually do a course um and it's going to be you know somewhat a, a comprehensive co course but um uh, it'll be a starter uh, if you want to learn portuguese seriously you'll need a bit more than this but it will give you the basics Uh, and it's not going to be a wishy-washy sort of course. We will make sure that we're using research techniques, things that actually work. Um, and we're going to go and, and, and try and give you the best that we can uh, with, the, <laughs> with the amount of time that we can. Because, of mm. course, this takes time. Can um, I just say, if uh, you want to learn Portuguese one-to-one, -one, if you, you want to have lessons one-to-one -one, in person, you can also have them if you live nearby. Yeah, nearby... Lincoln, Lincoln, yes. <laughs> UK, right? Um, and um, we're also going to give you a little bit of um, an understanding as to different things that you can do to make uh, the language learning experience better, not just for Portuguese, but for any language. There's a lot of research on the subject. Most people don't know this, uh, but there's a lot of things that you can do and that m most people don't do that will increase uh, or, or speed up the pace at which you learn the language. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll add that to the end of each podcast or each lesson. So where are we at today, uh, Carla? Every episode will have a different theme, hopefully. And today, or today's episode, the theme is in a cafe. What do you say when you first go in? And how do you ask for your espresso or even beer? Because in Portugal, cafes also sell alcohol. Right. Do you like the sound of that? No, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure all our listeners will like the sound of that. Because it's also very cheap. Right, okay. Um, tasty. All right, so lesson number one, I guess. Yeah, well, let's start with greetings. When you go into a small cafe in Portugal, you may greet the staff but also the customers so you would say good morning obviously if it is in the morning which would be do you want to tell us marlon yeah so i guess the the followers would repeat after me or yourself once i say the word here that's it yeah to help them memorize to help you memorize okay uh so good morning yeah? mm. bon so if you repeat after me bon Bon dia, dia, bon dia, bon dia. Yeah, did you get that? Bon dia. Right. And it's not exactly good morning, is it? It's actually good day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't really have in Portugal bon, like good morning or... or Bon Or, manhã. Yeah. Would not say that. No, we? we just say good day. Yeah. Bon dia. Right. So a bit later in the day, mm -hmm. we would say 
So afternoon this this I guess. Yeah. Boa. Repeat after me. Boa. Tard. Tard. Boa tard. Boa tard. If you actually say a little bit quicker, you actually kind of drop the A on the word boa, don't you? Boa tard. Yeah, most Portuguese will actually not pronounce the whole thing. They'll just say boa tard. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes they will even just say tard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, elongate the uh, the vowels there. Mm. And uh, at at night or in the evening, um, it's slightly different to the English, right? Yeah. Well, we just have the one way of saying it. Do you want to tell us how it how that is, Marlon? Right. So, uh, boa noite. So boa noite. Noite. Boa noite. Hmm. Portuguese say boa noite from the time it gets dark. Literally, it means good night. But whether you're going to bed or not, if it's dark, they'll be saying boa noite. Right. So it's slightly different there. Hmm. Okay. So it doesn't matter when you're going to go into a coffee. Say you're going in the morning to a coffee. Cafe. Uh, cafe, sorry. Coffee shop. I should say. That's good. That's um, good. All right. So how would we go about this, Carla? Well, we'll first go in. We'll say good morning and ask for, a, let's say you want to ask for an espresso. So the word for espresso is bica. Bica. Repeat after me. Bica. So let's say you go in and you say good morning. I'd like an espresso. Bom dia. Uma bica. Obviously, you want to be polite. So, let's learn how to say please. Marlon? Por favor. Por. Por. Favor. Favor. Okay. Por favor. Mm. Por favor. Right, so let's please. Yeah, so let's say the whole thing. Good morning, I'd like an espresso, please. Bom dia. Uma bica, por favor. And again. Bom dia. Uma bica, por favor. Okay, right. Are you happy with that, Marlon? <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as they get it, then I'm happy with I'm it. I'm sure they have. All right. Uh, anything else you might ask in a cafe? Yes, well, you may not like espressos. So if you want a milky coffee, you could ask for a galão. Galão. Um galão. Um Galão. Galão. Um galão. Por favor. Very good. Now, that's kind of a weird 
um, sound, isn't it? Especially for people that are in languages that don't have that nasal own. Mm. So what would be a sort of a nice way for an English person perhaps who's never used that sort of sound before, nasally sound, to, to learn it? I guess they uh, could grab their nose, squeeze it. <laughs> And right. say ow. Because <laughs> it's not ow. It, no. There's a tendency so to say ow, it. but it's ow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, galow. <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't it, for, for English people you find when you, when you teach them. Mm, and absolutely. There's a, there's a few other sort of sounds that we'll get to them in time. Yeah, you don't really want to be perfect as you pronounce words. Well, you want to, but if you can't be, it doesn't really matter as long as you make yourself understood. Mm. Okay. That's the main thing. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah, if you want to ask for a beer. We don't usually ask for a beer, do we? We actually will use the the make. And a lot of you might be familiar with the Portuguese beer makes. Imperial, Sagres, Superboc. They're all Portuguese, right? Yeah, I think so. In fact, Bica, which is the espresso... That is a bit like the English for uh, Hoover, because Hoover is actually a make of vacuum cleaners, uh, just like Beaker is is a make uh, of of Expressos? espresso. Right. Um, but that's what people, you know, call it. Call it, yeah. Yeah. So, how would you ask for a beer if you went into a, a cafe? Are you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking, actually. I'm not used to asking for a beer. Uh, well, you already know, please. So that's por favor. Por favor. So that comes at the end. And you want to ask for one. And you learned that earlier on as well. So that's... Well, actually, they learn... <laughs> this it's gets feminine complicated, and masculine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. In so, this case, you'll be using feminine. Uma... Uma, uma imperial, or uma superboc, uma sagres, por favor. Yep, that's it, pretty much. Um, so you'll just have to choose the beer that you like, I suppose. Try yeah. them all. It's all up to taste, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Did you have anything else? Um, yeah. Well, let's say you want to ask for a espresso or a milky coffee with a cake. All right. So then you have to add uh, a with a is cake. It? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um bolo. Um. Um bolo. Bolo. Um bolo. So if you want to say an espresso and a cake, you'll say uma bica e um bolo, por favor. If you want a milky coffee and a cake, um galão e um bolo, por favor. All right. Uh, I find that a lot of English trying to, and I mean, I'm saying English, but, you know, a lot of people will listen to this podcast. It might be from all over the place. 
They just speak the language, uh, the English language. But uh, e is a really e, not e or e. It's really um, e. e. Yes. So mm. widen your mouth, like if you're smiling a little bit, isn't it? E. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Well, we also have to cater for those who like tea. Yes, I guess so. And how do right. we say tea in Portuguese? Sha. So if you'd like to repeat, sha. Sha. It's like a s h a sort of sound. Hmm. Um. So. S h a h. Let's say. Okay. Sha. Right. Sha. So let's say you want to go in and ask for a cup of tea. Well, you don't actually say cup. So you would say. It's by the way, it's um, masculine. So mm. Mm, So that's the article you want to use. Um. Sha. Por favor. So let's break that down. Um. Sha. Um. Sha. Por favor. Um. Sha. Por favor. There you go. Mm, excellent. Right. So you can make this very complicated because you can ask for sugar, not sugar. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Well, they will usually have baskets, won't they, with the sachets. You can help yourself. Or they will give you sachets anyway, along with a drink. Normally, they'll be on the side, right? So you can just pick it up. Yeah. So that, that won't be a problem, will it? No. Yeah. Uh, what about water? I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know how to say water in Portuguese. Isn't it similar to Spanish? Very similar. Yeah. The same? Not exactly the same, I don't think, no. It's a slightly different pronunciation. Um, so... Agua. Agua. Right, it's actually a G, isn't it? Some mm. people would say with a Q. Agua. That's the source uh, or, or the 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 way the word was written, I think, in um, in Latin originally. All right. But in Portuguese, it's, it's with the G. That's right, yeah. So if you want a glass of water, you'll have to say um copo de água. Um copo. Copo de Água. Um copo de água, por favor. What if you want an espresso, a cake, and a glass of water? Oh, you're making things a bit complicated now, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so can you remember that? Shall we have a go? Right. Repeat after me. Uma bica, um bolo... E um copo de água, por favor. And again? Uma bica, um bolo e um copo de água, por favor. Right. Copo de água is also, it's weird, but... It's the same 
expression that is used to um, to refer to a wedding Party. reception. Yeah. Copo de agua. I have no idea why, but... No, actually, never looked that's, into it. That's how it works. Mm. All right. With also many drinks, you might need the loo in the end. Right. So how could we ask for that? Toilet. If we can use their toilet. Right. Because some of them will have keys, won't they? So you'll have to ask for the keys. Right. Well, let's just ask for the <laughs> toilet first. Let's the, yeah. the keys for a little bit later on. So actually, in Portuguese, when you ask for the toilet, literally, you're actually asking for the house of bath, I suppose. Yeah, the bathhouse. Bathhouse. Casa. Casa. De. De. Banho. Banho. Casa de banho. Casa de banho. All right, so now you have the word for toilet, loo, WC, whatever you want to say. Mm. Uh, so, casa de banho. Again, in Portuguese, often people will shorten this uh, because it's three words. It's too long, right? It's, nah, we don't want to say the whole thing. So, they will probably say casa de banho or they'll shorten it somehow. Uh, so, you'll have to be sort of attentive uh, to that. But if you're saying it, say it correctly. Yeah. So, how do you uh, ask for it though? Yeah. Can I use the toilet? Repeat after me. Posso usar. Posso usar a casa de banho. A casa de banho. Posso usar a casa de banho? Right. So that's it. Can I use the bathroom? You and that's what you're saying, but you want to just use the toilet. Okay. Um, all right. So now you want to say goodbye or thank you, I suppose, at the end of your service. Mm. Um, so. No, should I say it? <laughs> okay. Um, this simple, it's very simple to say thank you in Portuguese, but it changes whether you're, you're a, man. a man or a woman, okay? So, the word is obrigado. That's if you're a man. So, repeat after me. Obrigado. Obrigado. Which literally actually means obliged or mm. something along those lines. Yeah. But if you're a woman... You'll say obrigada. Obrigada. Can right. I just say that uh, when a man says obrigado, often um, people that speak different languages or whose first language is a different one um, to Portuguese, they don't usually, they can't hear us pronounce that O at the end of the word, can they? Yes, that's right. So we want to make sure that you actually know there is a no there at the end. But because we speak so fast... It's not very noticeable, is it? Well, actually, um, often, if you're speaking to a Portuguese person, uh, this applies to Brazilian, 
as well. It's, it's just slightly different pronunciation, but the Portuguese folks tend to drop the last vowel, uh, even sometimes the last syllable in a word, and often the first one as well. So in this case, often people, instead instead of saying a man, instead of saying obrigado, they might actually drop the first O and the last. So they might actually say brigado. Okay? Brigado. Um, now, if you want to say it correctly, please do. If you want to feel like an insider, you just drop the first vowel and, and, and that should do the trick. Um, you will not, I mean, talking about pronunciation, Carla, unless you were exposed to the language extensively before the age of 12, research shows that you're never going to have a perfect uh, pronunciation. Mm. You're always going to be noticed as a foreigner. So don't worry about that unless you're about 10, and in which, in which case it's good. But there we go. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Schools now are teaching kids from an early age, aren't they? English or different languages. In Portugal, they're doing English at primary schools. That wasn't there in my time. No, right. Um, okay, so I think that's the lesson for today in a coffee shop or cafe. Yeah. Um, next week we'll have... Uh, sorry, let me adjust this. Next week we'll have a different... A setting for you and we will uh, every week we'll make it slightly more interesting and a little bit harder right well yeah we have to don't we right so you have a basics now um of greetings and uh wait for next week's podcast we'll try and make one one a week right yeah um, absolutely. yeah so they won't be too long but you don't want lessons to be too long anyway i just thought i'll drop you um I'll leave you with this piece of research. Uh, if you're trying to learn a language, this is extremely useful. Uh, this was um, a research that came out back in 2007. Uh, but there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of information in, in this regard. This has been done various times, but this is one that um, was done in Germany, a study in a university. And what they've found is that if you exercise um, just before, um, and I mean exercise, physical exercise, just before trying to learn vocabulary, depending on the type of exercise that you do, you will be able to increase the vocabulary retention or long-term memory of, that, uh, of those words by 20%. Um, the process is well understood now, and we're talking about specific, every exercise is good, Right, but hit exercise that is high intensity interval training. So something like doing sprints for thirty seconds and then rest for another thirty seconds. And all they did was about um, two sessions of three minutes. That was all. Two sessions of three minutes high intensive training. Uh, get your heart pumping, and that increased their retention of vocabulary by twenty percent. If you want to learn a bit more about this, I mean, go online. Uh, it has to do with um, something called brain-derived neurotrophic um, factor, BDNF, which actually is um, a recently understood um, or recently discovered protein uh, that actually makes your brain grow, literally grow, more neuro neurons. Um, so there you go. If you want to learn something, 
a language, especially that we're talking about here. Do some exercise before you start. Yeah, and I'd also say that until next uh, the next episode, it's good that you listen to this podcast several times. You want to repeat the information so you can retain it. That's right, yes. And we can talk about uh, um, how often you should repeat. There's a lot of research on that as well. And I know that's something that you apply in your one-to-one lessons. You will give your students specific instructions, right, as to what they have to do um, in terms of exercise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, Carl, do you want to say anything else before we leave them? No, I'm happy with all we said. All right. So that was lesson number one. And we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.